Just spell Millie right. That's more, I guess, how my nerves oh, yeah. so when people <laughs> Wait, spell it with an IE, IE. People do that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't work at a diner. What are we doing? <laughs> 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 You're like, you have worked too hard on this branding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, God, don't even get me started on branding. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And today we are joined by the incomparable Millie Tamares. Yes, no one can understand me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, incomprehensible. <laughs> I, that is it though, definitely the way I should introduce people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Incomprehensible. <laughs> the incomparable. No oh. one can be compared no, to No, yeah, you. yeah. You can't compare me to anyone. Yes. Or understand me, got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. This uh, is so cool. Of course. Uh, for anyone new to the show, we are a show where we're talking to people about songs that mean a lot to them. And this season, specifically, we're talking to people about songs that got them through the last year. Um, but before we get to that song, we're just going to all talk about something we've been listening to lately. So, Pat, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so I had been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus because they have a group called Boy Genius mm-hmm. who are delightful. Um, and then kind of out of nowhere, Phoebe released an album with Connor Oberst mm. called the Better Oblivion Community Center, mm. which is a wonderfully grim name, I think. Uh, and it's, it sounds uh, like straight out of like the indie rock scene of like when we were in college. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like a really good throwback and I love it. It's yeah. a really great album, so check it out. It came out, uh, am I correct? It came out on like over the weekend, this past weekend, and it was like a rainy Sunday. Yeah, it was kind it of was a really mm-hmm. good day for that album. It was like a nice gloomy weekend, and they, I think, premiered it on uh, Colbert's show. Mm. Oh. So, and then played it on CBS Morning News. I don't know. It was like a weird release, and it just made me very happy that it was that bizarre. Yeah. Did they like promote it before, or was it like a... There was like... Dr- like- I guess in LA there were like phone numbers put onto benches for bus stops, and if you mm. call it, like well. the song is on, uh, it's on Spotify called like the S- Symposium Message, and it's like a weird like kind of scrambled just announcement of it, uh, and that's kind of the only thing that I knew about, mm-hmm. or I didn't even know about it, but uh, the only like pre-advertising that I saw about it. Yeah, I think like since Beyonce, my Lord and Savior, no, since Beyonce did that like random drop, like for self-titled. Yeah. Um, I feel like people aren't like really ramping up album releases, and you know it's just kind of like random now. People are just yeah doing you know there's not like months in advance of like my album's dropping on this day or whatever it's all it's like people maybe build hype when they ex- when they know others expect them to have a new album but they won't mm. be like here's when it's dropping here's what the title is mm. it's like if anything somebody will just be like oh yeah and here's the album you've kind of all been we've been alluding to yeah. for yeah. months but yeah you're right i mean people. then no one like really makes a big deal out of album releases until they're just about out yeah and i wonder if that's like a just because so many things can happen like for an album, like maybe promoting the album release kind of like locks you down where if you just release it, mm-hmm. people aren't expecting so that if you don't make the deadline. I think it's like to avoid, 
because I want to say back when Beyonce did that, mm-hmm. I would think part of it too is like avoiding leaks. Mm. Um, because once people like know it's out there, they start looking for it mm-hmm. or yeah. like, or trying to like get a guy who Hack, works at that yeah. studio to get the out, like, you know, like yeah, just like, it, yeah. um, but if they don't know there's being music, music being made, they're not really going to steal it. Mm. Also music doesn't make anyone any money anymore. So yeah, well, album <laughs> you like releases. have to tour. It's you like, have to tour. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Less precious. Mm. Um, I've been listening to this song. Uh, the song I'll shout out is this song called Whipped Cream by Ari Lennox, who's oh. like an artist I sort of just heard about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think thanks to a Spotify recommendation. So thanks, Spotify. Spotify's great. With but that. she's kind of one of those people that is only released singles up until this point. Like mm. even going back to like 2014, I don't think she's put out an EP or an album, mm. but has kind of like, I don't know, half a dozen or more singles just floating around uh the internet mm. and she's great whipped cream is this kind of like really nice like pulsating uh forward looking but sort of sexy song it's cool it's really mm. good i i like her a lot interesting Very yeah cool. what was the name of that again ari lennox cool she's cool whipped cream, whipped cream. Cool. it like sort of sounds it's funny because in the song it sort of sounds sexy she's like sitting there, she's like uh, singing sort of a sultry thing of like, I've been eating whipped cream. I've mm-hmm. uh, been staring at my screen, but it's sort of like, she's actually just, uh, I think the song's about maybe dating somebody who got famous and then you're just sad. So you're just like sitting <laughs> at home kind of like eating while they're living like a killer life. That's what it sort of seems to be like, but it sounds like yeah, it's, cool it's, as hell. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, what have you been listening to lately? Um, yeah. Spotify's great. So I have like two daily mixes. So up until like last week, or daily mixes are like, um, you know, the the algorithm mix. So right, there's right, like yeah. all these different genres you listen to. So I was, I've been listening to a lot of like snail mail and like girl rock mm. kind of stuff. Mitski adjacent. Um, and, you know, this, this song Fixed by Hazel English is really great. Um, I really like it. Soccer Mommy. But then this week, I don't know, I got into my daily mix too, which is more like Solange, um, <clears throat> more like poppy, kind yeah. of still a little indie, but more poppy stuff. So there's a song that I've been listening to a lot today, uh, which is Say You Do by Taishi. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's just like more. Yeah, it is that like indie girl, like a indie thing, but it's also yeah. like pop too. So I don't, it's fun. That's cool. But it's called Say You Do, and it's just, um, it sounds like a cool, like, pop love song, but I think it's talking about someone who you're dating that doesn't know you as much as they say they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's good. That's fun. I just uh, saw Snail Mail back in, like, uh, September, I think. <sighs> Did you go to the one where, uh, with the All Blaze? Yeah, oh, that's I the wanted show to I go to. so bad. It was really great. And um, I was, like, so excited to go to buy tickets the tickets were like 25 yeah but then when i went to go buy it was like 150 and i'm like oh, oh, i'm not gonna oh, pay 150 for it that's snail mail are you kidding yeah. me like i mean no shade but like no yeah no. i got i got a lot of luck that somebody like a friend just had an extra ticket oh. and was like trying to like bring somebody and i was like okay yeah, yeah i was looking for extra tickets i was like anybody please <laughs> and no one because they had they did like four nights or something. Yeah, uh, three or four. Three yeah. or four at w- Warsaw. Warsaw. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, the all plays. Like, I really, I really wanted to see them too. That's a good show. Next time. Well, bragging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to see them next time. Yeah, someone tried to unload like soccer mommy tickets on me before I. Got, I only liked like that uh, still clean, like that one song that I really liked, 
And then I was like, ah, I'm kind of busy, whatever. And then I got really into them, like, after the concert. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I should have just went. But I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, hard to know. It's hard to hard know. Hard to yeah. know. These things happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely missed a lot yeah. by doing that. Specifically, uh, the artists we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but be- before we get to that, so we asked you to bring us a song mm-hmm. that got you through the last year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you, uh, the listeners at home, just, mm-hmm. you know, a couple tidbits of things that happened within the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Pat, what's one thing that happened in the last year? One thing that happened in 2018, among everything, was uh, in Hawaii, they had a false alarm with a ballistic missile <laughs> alert, uh, which is terrifying yeah um yeah can i can i read the alert yeah. verbatim it says emergency alert all and this is all in caps the next part ballistic missile threat inbound to hawaii seek immediate shelter this is not a drill yeah and the funny thing is it was a drill <laughs> yeah it was a drill it was like oh, a boy. fuck up by like a guy like a guy forgot to just because i wrote a packet Mm-hmm. I wrote a, like I wrote a packet for some late night show. Yeah. And like the story was this. So I had to read up a lot about it. And yeah, it was like a guy who made a mistake and like no one and like no one double checked it. And it was out for like 38 minutes, which doesn't sound like a long time, but that's a long time uh, when you think that you're going to get hit by a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Twitter did the Twitter thing and everybody criticized what they thought was like the interface that got used for like... Uh, selecting that it's not a drill or a drill whatever but uh i guess the way that i ended up hearing uh what happened was uh when they got the call to say we're doing this drill Mm -hmm. the call starts with this is a drill and whoever picked up the phone did not hear the this is a drill part Mm. so he was like oh it's real um i've had bad days at work (laughs) i've never had a day that bad and i'm very happy about that yeah well yeah I had a bad day. Like, I threw something away that I wasn't supposed to. I got, like, ended up getting fired for it. But Damn. Still, like. That's a bad day. Yeah. But a yeah. state didn't hate you. A whole state. A whole state didn't hate me. But I don't know this guy's name, so maybe people don't know. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah. He had, like, alcohol problems, too. It sucks. Yeah. It oh, just, like, sad. was, a like, the worst case in everything. Because no one in the ranks checked either. Like Yeah. It was, like, a bad. Yeah. It was just, like, bad for everybody. Ugh. Well, yeah. guy, if you're listening, we're not mad at you. Yeah, no, I don't know you. I, <laughs> I I'm not. People mad hid, at you. hid. People <laughs> hid in closets. Yeah. yeah, people did think they were going to die. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna walk that back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Take a you minute. Can walk hate it back. Him. I mean, he doesn't deserve to like. I don't know. He's not like a per- he doesn't he's not a person that we know from that event to have like a bad moral compass or anything. Yeah. But he certainly like fucked should have up. taken a little more care. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. definitely fucked up for sure. Yeah. You know, um, another thing that was maybe like uh, maybe a brighter spot mm-hmm. that happened last year was the election of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, that is where I got to like vote for her, mm, which is too. very cool. No, right, I didn't in know. June and then again in November. Mm. Um, Pat, did you get to vote for her or had you already moved out of the... I was still living in the district. Hell yeah. So I got to vote for her and then I moved. Uh, I voted for... well. In the same camp, Julia Salazar. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, but um, she, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez won. That's awesome. Yeah. In June, I have a, a satire magazine called Flex. And it's like satire, like, you know, for people of color. Not for people of color, but by people of color. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of, where Reductress does like 
women stuff. Yeah. We do like people of color. So one of the articles that like we all worked on, but this one girl wrote was um, Alexandria. I love Alexandria Ocasio's fine ass dot 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 policies. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like a fake op ed from this guy who's like, she's so hot when she's talking about comment. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of joke. Um, we get so many that like we'll get like 20,000 clicks and I'm, and I'm like, where the fuck? And it's all that because when you type in Alexandro Ocasio-Cortez ass, we're the first, <laughs> <laughs> we're the first uh, result oh, when God. you type it in. So, and then we get like some hate mail uh, sure, for sure. that thing. This, this one guy from fucking like California was like you are destroying. He, I, I have screenshots of the like mail. He's just like a professor in California, and it's like you don't even fucking live in New York. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, fire Jordan Perez because that's like the alias of the fake op ed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and he's like, <laughs> we're like, we're th- we're saying we should start a campaign. We're like, we stand with Jordan Perez. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. I don't know. Yeah. That's my oh my god. Well, she, you know, she's very kind of like hot button politician now because she's new. She's like, you know, not holding any, like pulling any punches or anything like that. Yeah. So people fucking go after her and anyone associated with her at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved it because I don't know if Pat had this similar experience, but I was like home the next week and after a what a congressional primary in mm-hmm. New York city. And my, had like my family being like, Oh yeah, didn't like something some a political thing just happened in New York. Like you guys, somebody won a primary. And I was like, yeah, that was mine. Like yeah, I, uh, yeah, I voted yeah. in that. It's like the first time I voted where like the votes totaled less than like 15,000 people. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, my vote mattered. Like yeah. other people heard about this. We got this person or we're mm-hmm. getting this person at least into like the running, you know, yeah. to take mm-hmm. the take office. And it was just like, so it felt legitimately cool to mm-hmm. vote and have it matter. Yeah. And like a young person who's like, doesn't care about, be, I don't know, is like not centrist at all and is not making any compromises. Yeah. It's so cool to see. Yeah. Just yeah. Awesome. There was also uh, the night of that election. There's a video of her realizing that she's won. Yeah. And it's like the most adorable thing. Yeah. So cute. So, so cute. So, yeah. Hey, OC, thanks for uh, 2018 highlight. Yeah. But, Millie. What's the song that you wanted to uh, talk about today? Yes. song that got you through the last year. Um, the song that got me through last year was uh, is uh, I Don't Smoke by Mitski. Great. Um, yeah. We're going to listen to a short clip of mm-hmm. it right now. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the breakdown. Yeah. I like that downturn in the guitars. Oh, uh, yeah. This all, the whole song rules, and this part is great. Yeah. It's like the end of it, but it's just like so good. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. All right, that gives everybody a taste. They're going to have to go listen to it yes. to get that full song. She'll listen to every Mitski, yeah. everything. Um, absolutely. So... Uh, Pat and I are just going to give our first impressions, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell us why the song. Why your so impressions great. are wrong? Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my impression's not wrong. No, you're. It's uh, yeah i I had only heard a couple of Mitski songs before this, oh. and 
I will say I was very surprised by like the really fuzzy and like heavy guitars at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just thinking about who I know that likes Mitski, I was like, oh, that's why you like her. Like, mm. this is where this is coming from. Uh, mm. And I think it's a really interesting combination of like gorgeous vocals, cool drum machine, mm-hmm. and then just like that loud, sludgy guitar. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I wish I had a super different take than Pat, but <laughs> truth is like similarly, I only knew a lot of people were talk telling me about Mitski in the last year. Mm-hmm. And so I had listened to her most recent album a few mm-hmm. times, but like still if you were just to be like, Hey Evan, what does Mitski sound like? I didn't I don't think I had a good like mm-hmm. description for you. And so this was just overall like a lot sludgier than I expected, mm-hmm. uh, you know, musically. Um, but then I was also like, oh, okay, this is a sludgy song that's very sad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and it's just the tone of it matches that kind of thing of like the song, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, more or less about loving somebody who is fucking horrible for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, we're, we're getting through the song while she's getting through this relationship or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. It was cool. Yeah, I think, like, um, Mitski reminds me a lot of um, Rilo Kylie and Jenny Lewis. And, you know, I haven't heard her latest album that came out, like, last week. But, you know, Rilo Kylie had such a, like, you know, a little bit, a little harder sound. And, like, Mm -hmm. had this whole, like, thing and an arc. And then, you know, the later albums were a lot more polished. And then Jenny Lewis's stuff is like her independent stuff is like still a lot more refined a a lot more refined and stuff but then you know that she's coming from these roots so like you can appreciate that more in the context but probably like just off the bat by itself i'm like "Uh, i don't know if i would listen to i don't know so that's kind of how i feel about mitski um with her older stuff and i'm like oh this is just so hard and cool and like different and then um you know, her her new stuff now, like, sounds different, and I still really like it, but it's also, I like it in context of her previous work of, like, oh, this is what, you know, this is, like, where you are right now, and, like, I can appreciate this, um, you know, and you have, like, more money to spend, yeah. and you have more resources, and, like, you're really building out everything, you know, and I think this last album, too, it's hard to have, like, a sound, because I think something that she deals with as like a woman and especially like as an Asian woman is like people you know people don't see her as much as like an artistic songwriter as they would like somebody else you know where they're like oh it's so great it's like reading her diary when you listen to her and instead of like saying like oh this is like she wrote this this is an artwork that she created so with this last album she says, you know, in, in interviews that she really tried to challenge herself to, like, write different stories about people so that they don't still think that this is all just an extension of her, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool and interesting. But then, yeah, it makes it hard for you. Like, what does Mitski sound like? Yeah. Um, but specifically this song. Yeah, I love this song. It's, yeah. Um, so what, when, what, yeah. What, what was the kind of the context of bringing it to the show mm-hmm. for this episode? Well, I have, you know, I listen to Spotify a lot. I pay for premium and um, good on you. Good on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, pay for premium. So, yeah, I'm listening, you know, during work, you know, everything. I'm like commuting. I'm always listening. And then I got like the report, uh, you know, of like what the most songs, you, the songs you listen to, yeah. you know, h- how many hours you listen to Spotify. I listen to Spotify a lot is all I'm saying. And then this was the top song that I listened to oh, wow. um, nice. of last year. And I was like, 
Damn. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, you didn't pull it together, really. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, this this song's not new. It's like pretty, like. Yeah, 2014. 2014. Right? So I. Um, I mean, you want me to give you the context of this? Everything? Yeah. Yeah, so I watched. Um, I watched Heartbeat, Hearts Beat Loud. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 that's like with Nick Offerman. Yeah, it's totally like, it's like a movie. <laughs> you know, it's really sweet and good, but it's totally like Brooklyn indie rock. Like, it's uh-huh. just so like in your face about it. And they knew. I feel like they knew that it would be completely intolerable if they didn't have like, because Nick Offerman's daughter in it is black. Okay. And like half black, and then her, and then she's also a lesbian. And then her girlfriend's also half black. And I'm like, if they didn't add this into this, it would be hard to watch because it's just so like, roll your eyes. Like even when they're doing karaoke, they're doing like um, that. What's that song? Chairlift. I da, 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 my uh, eyes for you. Uh, you know, like it's just so. And you know, Nick it, Offerman it, owns like a record store. Anyway, see like yeah. a middle-aged dude trying to get his groove back, sort of thing. What's the synopsis? well? Basically, the synopsis is that he owns a record store in in Red Hook, um, and his daughter is like a senior in high school, and she's prepping to go to college, like in California, and he doesn't want her to go. And then uh, he's because he's a single dad, and he has this record store, and the record store is like you know like gentrification he's like not hitting rent uh because no one wants a record store anymore in brooklyn nope. <laughs> um Records so are dead yeah so one day he starts like him and his daughters like start making music together and they make this band and it like kind of picks up so it's like about making music and it's just like about like really the whole theme is like moving on and like taking risks and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that okay. and like him dealing like how to let go with his, da- his daughter growing up and the daughter is like growing up or whatever. Got it. So, so you're um, watching this movie, or you watch well, this movie? Well, okay. So I was I was dating someone, and he was really nice. I really liked him a lot. Um, and uh, I don't know. He still lived with his ex. Mm. Like they still lived together. And um, yeah, I thought like when we started dating, I thought like, you know, that okay, they live together, but, like, he's on his way out. He's ready for something new. And, you know, just, like, the longer we were together, I was like, oh, you're not really, like, making moves to, like, leave this situation. You know, you kind of want to have your cake and eat it, too. Um, You're really, you're not, you know, this is not a good time for this, Uh, which is something, you know, new that I started doing last year with with PYJ is, like, um... Oh, this isn't working. Yeah, this should like I'm gonna end this, which is something I didn't do before. So we were we like when we were dating, we would were talking about seeing this movie mm-hmm. um, together, uh, and then the timing just didn't work out. So when I watched this movie, like you know, a week or two after we broke up, uh, and then in the storyline, right, like the daughter is like a lesbian, and she's a she's she has to break up because they're gonna move like. She's going to move across country. So she writes this song about like how she's right for somebody in the wrong time of the life. And I was like, oh, Oh my God. Um, And then they they feature Mitski in the song. I mean, in the movie. They feature a lot of Mitski. They feature a lot of indie, but they really played uh, Your Best American Girl. And I also resonated with that song because, um, 
you know, it's just talking about like, yeah, you know, I think like, I'm just going to assume that the guy that Mitski is dating and that is like white. And she's like, I can't fit in your standards of like what it means to be an American girl. I'm going to be like the best. And you're, you know, your mom wouldn't approve of how I'm being raised and stuff. I don't know. So I really resonate. And then I started going into Mitski's catalog and then I found this song and I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> this, is, this is it, <laughs> you know, mm. R- fuck me up Mitski. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like that idea of like, yeah, like, have supporting someone who's hurting you um yeah and like you know yeah i don't yeah i don't smoke except when when right, i'm with you right. and yeah. Just, yeah that's such a good i mean that's such like a awesome analogy to kind of draw that what just that i don't <laughs> smoke unless except, except yeah. when i'm with you just like yeah. that thing of like i'm normally pretty healthy yeah. uh but in this relationship it's like well, i don't know what it is about you but you fuck me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, when uh when that movie came out somebody told me that uh they thought i would really like it mm-hmm. because they thought i could relate to the nick offerman character and i was like mm, i'm not a dad mm. i don't have kids and i do not own a record store but so you not, look like i do i do look like I that would resonate with really stubborn? Movie. oh very very yeah very, so very. it's probably that like you know okay. he's very stubborn and like oh, prideful Yo, Maybe yeah. like that, like not the actual surface level stuff. Uh, you that know, feels like a horoscope reading now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I can relate to is uh, the level that this song hits, yeah. especially in that kind of context where it is so like sludgy, I think is a really good uh, word for that. Because sometimes, sometimes sad songs are like the best way to get through something. Yeah. And then, you know, after this guy, I dated other people. And, um, you know, I just would always come back to the song, not because it's like, man, this guy sucks, but I don't feel like I have to. I don't feel the same feeling where like this guy sucks, but I care about him so much that I'm just going to let him like, you know, in the way that in the song, it's like you can you can lean on me as you break my heart. Like, I felt that with some other people, but, like, with new... I'm like, oh, it's not matching this song. <laughs> like, this isn't... Like, this is not worth it, you know? Um, as I kept listening to it, and it's like, yeah, this, like... You know, I guess, like, the whole point of love and dating or whatever is that you want to find someone who, like, you'll let, you know, you'll let... Like, you'll support as they break you, but won't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, they won't take that... You know, they won't take your time for granted or like, you know, abuse your I mean, obviously not abuse, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like won't make put you make you put up with shit, uh, but you will put up with shit because you care about them so much. But they won't because they love you. It's a tough balance. Yeah. So it's like you're trying to ride that wave, you know, and you're like, oh, is this thing going to destroy me or is this the most fun I've ever had kind of thing? And Uh, yeah, it gets tricky. Some people are probably you know, you go through parts of your life where like you're prone to doing that more of mm-hmm. like doing the thing of supporting somebody who hurts mm. you. Um, I don't know if like either of you have been like, have that as a pattern, but it's like, man, I think, I think I'm more like 50, 50, <laughs> like mm. bought back and forth between those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in it, you're just like, fuck me. Cause I know I'm in it, Yeah. but I'm a gr- like, I'm sort of a green, yeah. I guess with myself to do it anyways, even though, I've lived in it. I've 
lived enough years and dated enough people to like know better at this point. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm very much like I'll put up with, I'll put up, I'll put up, and then like one day I snap. And then like, <laughs> with a lot of people, not just like date people I date, but like people with I'm friends with or like I work on projects with and they they fucking suck. Like they're yeah. not showing up. There. And I like condition them to do that shit. And then one day something snaps in me and I'm like, no. And then I just never want to see them again, which like is not good either. You know, because yeah, like yeah. you should communicate and all this stuff. But yeah. So then these people are just so caught off guard, like, uh, and I'm like, mm, no, sorry, you got to go. Like, bye. Uh, definitely. It's like that. <laughs> I mean, that's good that you can at least do that because yeah. I feel like I let people get away with stuff and then I just like fade to that point. Like when I hit my breaking point, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've uh, I've hit my wall. I'll give you two more weeks. It's uh, like it's like kind of yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, there's stuff that, you know, like that, you know. Yeah, it's just a new thing that I've been trying. That's good. <laughs> with That's dating good. where like, yeah, I just used to really put up and then like oh, texting and and you know, as I get deeper, you know, texting like you text me back. As I get deeper in comedy and like the deeper, you know, the older I've been getting, like the deeper I've been getting with comedy, the more it's taking up my time. And then I still have a day job and my day job is getting more demanding and I'm doing more challenging shows and I'm getting more things like my, I hate to be like, I don't have time, but like, I really like my time is just so much more valuable to me. I don't really like, you know, anything, any extracurricular time that I have, like should be spent like with someone who makes me happier, like that I enjoy being around or makes me feel good about myself. And, um, yeah, so I just really, I, and I also hate getting ghosted, you know, mm-hmm. I hate like, un like vague things. So the, you know, this past like a few times, like I've been, you know, Hey, I'll send a, t- like, Hey, this isn't going to work anymore. I don't think we should see each other. Uh, and that's really hard, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been really hard. Because I'm, you know, it's a different algorithm. It's a different formula that I'm yeah. working from. And then most times they're like, but wait. And then they like come back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not used to this part. Like, I'm used to like this being over and that's it. But like, they'll usually always come back and be like, uh, I'm like, what? Weird. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I, I guess mean, you I have get- to, yeah, point, point it out to them to, I guess, realize what they're. Doing. I know, but then by then I'm like, so, I yeah, snapped. Yeah. So I'm like, they fucking no, wasted, they wasted your time, you know? Yeah. There's some, I'm like, damn, but <laughs> I'm like, damn, if we like met at a club, I would again, but not, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> There's definitely, but not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does sound like, uh, this song is a good barometer for your life, especially if that's the way you're trying to be, at least in the past year, like. Maybe that's why it's up at the top of your Spotify. Yeah. You know, like to just have it and just check in on relationships and be like, does it pass the Mitski test? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reminder, you know? Yeah, no. And I think th- another thing with this song is I saw like the, there's this YouTube video of her. It's not K E X P. It's another like kind of live okay. recording. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She does um, this song and um, Class of 2013, like together, like a medley or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's playing guitar. Yeah, because, like, the Mitski now is, like, you know, she's at the top of her game. She's, like, really well-known. She got all, you know, her last album was, like, best album of the year on all these, like, pitchfork lists yeah, yeah. and stuff. 
But, um, you know, then again, a, f- a few years ago, she has acne. She's playing guitar. It's like so different. And then she does this, you know, song Class of 2013, where it's like to her mom. And it's basically how she like graduated in the recession and like has no way to pay like for it. She has like all this debt and she doesn't know how like to to acclimate into like that pain of like graduating and and it's just like can i just stay here another night mom can you give me a bath like just like this whole so like both of those songs together like so we used to watch the youtube video and by the end she's just like with the guitar like not even like caring about the notes that she's and it's just like man it's like that pain of both of like this Mm. dating thing and then like how do you you know it's like uh coming of age or whatever but there's not really like um you know how to be an adult which is i guess what this last year was for me is like adulting for sure it's like i hate even saying that but it's like there just comes a certain point where you know being with people doing something um you know, it's good for the short term, but not good for the long term. So you end up like cutting off the short term, like enjoyment for this long term thing that, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like these guys, like, you know, I could have kept dating them, but you know, it was not going to be good for me long term. So it's just, but it fucking sucks now. But like, that's part of being an adult. And like, no one really tells you that. And it's like part of discovering that is like too. Yeah. There's, I think the way it's presented to us in like music and pop culture sometimes is sort of like in these little almost like sound bites or quips about like, you know, if, if that person's not doing right by you, you get out of there. Like, or mm. it's just these things that are very like, they could go on a poster really well, mm-hmm. but they're not <laughs> nuanced enough to really be like, okay, here's the kind of situation in which you might find yourself where like it's, it's feels good now, but it won't be good later. Mm-hmm. And here's some things that might like some signposts to it that might, help you recognize what that is it's like we're kind of told that we need to do that but no one ever puts enough nuance around it to really make it recognizable yeah so so, it just comes from experience yeah it just comes from you like experiencing it and then you're like oh i know this like you know (laughs) oh i know this oh god like i know already how this is gonna go and it's you don't want to like imprint shit or projection on people but it's at the same time you have to be smart and yeah you're like i already know how this is gonna be you're gonna act like this and then i'm gonna be sad and then you know i'm gonna you're gonna come back in two weeks and then this and that and it's always gonna be and this is gonna go on for a year and i know this so i'm gonna bow out now but even too it's not even just about dating it's about everything like you know i hate to be like you know social media with the highlights you know but yeah like even even when someone loses a ton of weight you just see like the beginning and the end or like the Mm -hmm. weight loss journey like picture but you don't see like how many times this person probably tried to give up or how hard it was or like they fucking had to eat boiled chicken and rice every day for like two years or some crazy shit um just to get there so you don't get their internal dialogue of like this fucking sucks yeah Yeah. how many times they said that you know yeah exactly it's just also you know and you know and then yeah there's just and then even like uh with other friends too i have so many friends who are like yeah cut this guy off cut this and it's just like you've been in the same like shitty fucking situation for like two years 
like and we can't even we can't even talk about it because you get upset yeah. <laughs> and then you're yeah. telling me you know i mean like you're telling me to like cut this guy off but like you <laughs> you, <laughs> you know like come you know people don't it's so much easier to see it in other people but for yourself yeah but that's part of being an adult that like people yeah. don't well and when you get advice like that you don't listen you either don't listen and it's always easier said than done always yeah yeah <sighs> okay so what was your biggest setback of the last year Whew. <laughs> <laughs> i've had a lot <laughs> i think yeah i think it was let me see i got yeah i had like really like bad like breakups one after the other mm-hmm. you know like really like little small breakups and like a lot of disappointment from these guys and i did sign like a development deal last year and it kind of fell through Uh, and like i got like an advance and that was really nice but then like that's frustrating it didn't yeah so you know like that was hard and like realizing that it wasn't gonna go anywhere was hard um you know there's just so many times where, yeah, like, I feel like I've been sacrificed, you know, like, for, which is also why Mitzi's great. Like, um, you know, like, you've sacrificed so much, you know, for, you know, sacrificing a lot for comedy. And, um, you know, there's sometimes, you know, there's great moments and then there's, like, really dark moments where you know everyone around you gets this thing that you want or you're not like every you know everything you know mm-hmm. fucking falls through and there's just a point you know i'm just like fuck I, like you know wh- and then when you talk to other people like taking you out oh, that's not true but like there's a moment you know i, I like spiraled when like there's a job i really wanted and i didn't get and i'm you know you know i didn't even get an interview for it and you know, I'm just like, what am I doing this for? Like, I have nothing. Like, I <clears throat> am not, you know, I'm not, like, at this crazy marketing job where I can be making, like, six figures because I don't have time for that responsibility because I want to do comedy. I am not, like, married because I don't want to put that into a, rela- you know, put that time into a relationship right now. I don't have kids because like all this, you know, because of comedy and like, what am I getting out of it? You know? Yeah. So like that kind of, um, feeling sometimes of like, what's the fucking point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that again was an amalgamation of a lot of setbacks, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that all happened like in December, Damn. December, November. So like, but it, it was like a year of really tough shit, you know? Yeah. Well, happened. what was a big positive in the last year? Um, I got a development deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, you gotta yeah, celebrate yeah, I got that. Something, yeah. You know? No, I did. You know, I had some really cool meetings. Um, worked with, you know, every year it's just like getting big in terms of like comedy and stuff. I got to take a vacation, which is, you know, I got to take a vacation that was just like what I wanted to do for me by myself which is so rare and it was really hard for me because I'm so like want to do with everyone or I don't want to do this by myself, you know? Yeah. But I was just so stressed out and burnt out at a certain point. 
and all of my fucking vacations were someone else's birthday or a, or a wedding or this yeah. or that. You know, it's not really like, what does Millie want to do? Uh, so I went to like a surf camp for a week. And Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. I know. I fucking suck at surfing. But it was <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I worked out a lot. I had I got class pass. Oh, nice. So I like did 50 classes, which is great. That's like, awesome. you know, yoga and cycling, all that shit. Um, and yeah, like I had some pretty big, you know, pretty good meetings in L.A. So, yeah, like it, it is like a rap, you know, the same like. The side of the same coin where I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Like I know, like on the positive side, that you know it is like it is like an upward climb too. You know, of um, I am getting like better opportunities, and even like my day job stuff is I'm getting more money. I got like a really good job that like I can work remotely, which is great That's for huge. comedy stuff. Um, so yeah, like in a lot of ways, I had a, a, like a really great year too. So. That's yeah, great to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for sharing all that with us and sharing yeah. this song with us. We really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I don't have to go to therapy this week. No, <laughs> I do. <laughs> we all do. We all yes. Do. I am not a therapist. So. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know wow. I told you that You look before, like you could relate to one, no, though. Man. I could. Yeah. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Millie, uh, where can people kind of keep up to date with what's going on with you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Wactose Intolerant. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's such a good name. Yeah, it's great. Um, it used to be Swaghetti and Meatballs, <laughs> uh, but I think Wactose Intolerant is pretty great. Um, yeah. But no, it's at Millie Tamarez um, on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram. Um, Million on fire but instead of an F it's a four. Um, and yeah. Uh, when, how can people find out about flex flex? You can go on flex F L E X X cool. on Twitter or <coughs> look up flex mag on Google and it'll pop up. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say you're going to ask me something. You like leaned in and you're like, I did. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone should definitely uh, do all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, with the 2018 you had, I can only expect bigger and better things for 2019. I fucking hope so. This is going to be my year. I said it. I put it out to the universe. It's going to happen. I'm putting a lot out to the universe this year because uh, when you put shit out to the universe, it comes back. I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to follow along with our show, mm. well, you can find us at Instagram and Twitter at Repeater Show. Uh, we also have a website, repeater.show. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Check out the episodes. Subscribe to this podcast. You must. You must. You must. It's legally subscribe. required. It is legally required. I wish that was true because then I bet a lot more people uh, would be subscribed. <laughs> um, Don't be like you too and like upload. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We can't do that. That's that. That would truly be um, wrong, <laughs> but um, if we were you two, I think, I think Evan might be the edge. Mm. What I think, what? I, I think the edge is annoying and weird as he is. I think, I'm. I think he doesn't have enough ego. I think I'm like too annoying to be. Are you the more edge. like a Bono? I think I like wish to hell I wasn't, but I probably mm. am more like a Bono. Yeah. I have a lot of guitar pedals, so I'm yeah. I think you're a little more edgy, uh, or ed- no, edge like. Oh. Well, how do you say edgy? <laughs> you like to edge, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you edge. You're the edge lord. Uh, great. So th- <laughs> the edge lord. Oh man. Uh, um, 
Edging is your kink. Great. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and what? And what's up? No, no, no. I'm just like uh, your friend loves edging. Yeah. Huh? Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, and if you here's the thing if you go and you rate and you review mm-hmm. if you leave a five star rating we're gonna read it on the show mm-hmm. so that's gonna be something very exciting uh, Pat why don't you read today's uh, review from friend of the show friend of the show Costabizzle yeah Matt Costable he played a Jawbreaker cover for us once and it was great um, Matt's review says I heard these boys like animals exclamation point isn't that nice? You know, wow, nice. what a wholesome. I would say like this, these guys suck. <laughs> but then leave five stars. Yeah. I won't review. I'm sorry. Loophole. I, cause okay. I, cause, cause then I'll do something like that and make you read it. On yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, God, there's this like thing. This is so fucked up, but there's like this thing that you can call where, you know, the TTY machines. Yeah. For deaf yeah. People? You can call into a line and like have these people call and these people will transcribe anything you say to them to feed to a TTY machine. Yeah. Um, so my friends would call <laughs> and be like, uh, yeah, can you tell this TTY number my ass is in my dick or something stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and the person would have to my ass is repeat, in like repeat it uh, back. <laughs> that's so, it's so uh, fucked up. That reminds me of the time uh. I saw Dane Cook and there was a, yeah. a sign language interpreter and he spent, I would say, half of that show just saying dick to get the interpreter to do it. And it was sad. The king of comedy. Well, I don't know. You also paid money to see Dane Cook. That's <laughs> that pretty fucking That is sad on me. Too. That is on me. Oh, man. I mean, it I don't know like what you It was 2004. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, before Bush I knew was still any better. president, it's fine. Bush was still president, yeah. Uh, y'all would, you know, there was no laws back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, we, can we address the rumors, though, from uh, that review, which yeah. is, do we like animals? Uh, I do. I have a cat. Okay. So, a cat. do you like, I like at least one animal. Yeah. Okay. That's not plural. Ar- right. Evan, I feel like you have something on your chest you have to get off. I like animals a lot. Oh, wow. That's all. That's all. That's all I want to say. Millie, how do you feel about animals? Isn't that nice? Interesting. <laughs> I, um, I mean, yeah, I love animals in theory. Uh, I didn't think I would be an animal person. And then I went to LA and my friend that I stayed with has had like a new puppy. Mm. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. the animal thing. I get the dog thing. I, I didn't get it before. I don't think I would still get a dog by myself, but no. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I would not assume the responsibility, but I love other people having them. Well, I feel like, you know, if I was dating someone and you know, we lived together and they like did everything for the dog, I would let let the dog be in the house. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm generous like that. Um, I'm just never going to pick up shit. Uh, (laughs) No, it, it is like baby light. My friend has a bunny. My best friend has a bunny, mm-hmm. and I'm with that bunny a lot. She's kind of a cunt, but, you know, <laughs> the bunny. But, you know, Watch out, bunnies. Yeah. Millie's on to you. Mm, I can't trust. Did you see the trailer for Us? Yeah, it's no. terrifying. Yeah, the bunnies. Holy I don't know shit. what the fuck's happening, but oh my God. that shit is scary. I don't trust them. Yeah. I was scared of the Benicula cover. Oh, I love Benicula. That's a good story, yeah, but those red eyes cover. are terrifying. Yeah, it is scary. That's yeah. mean. Oh, man. Well, uh, everybody out there in, in the wide world of listening, thanks for listening to us. Millie, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us. Yes. This was wonderful. Yes. My policy with podcasts is if someone tells me they listen to me on a podcast, 
um, I assume they want to fuck me because there's no reason why. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I heard you, I heard you on this podcast. I'm like, all right, you want to smash? Yeah, uh, and well, now they know that it's like now you got to listen to the end of the show <laughs> because that's where you get the real intel. Yeah, for sure. That's how you know they listen to the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, guys. yeah that's it for the you. show. Thanks everybody. Until next time. Hit repeat. Oh yeah. Point. Yeah. Hell yeah. We did it. <laughs> Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah? Nice. It's a Rumble night, baby. Rumble night. I forgot about that.